Man, we're fired up here. Fired up on the Trelour Blazures podcast, ladies and gentlemen. You can hear the excitement in our voices. This week, we're coming at you hard, ladies and gentlemen, at the trailer Blaziores. Tell your friends. Yeah, uh, tell them. What are they going to tell them, Nick? Bring your green hat. Oh, it's St. Patty's Day now. Oh, I got to tell you about St. Patty's Day. Are you a big St. Patty's Day guy? Well, you know I don't drink, so no. Right, right. (laughs) But the one thing that is great about it is that there's a there's a sub place well we went to there when you were here cousin subs up here it's in yeah wisconsin and i think there's a couple in illinois during uh february and march because of st patrick's day they have a reuben and I, my goal is always to eat like as many of them as possible because it's limited so it's like if if i haven't eaten 60 of them by the by the end of <laughs> that's an exaggeration like by the end of you March, exaggerate no way i've failed <laughs> so i've already eaten six of them i think five or six uh did they treat you right they yeah treat you right it's the best it's my favorite sandwich so it's a good time to have sandwiches up here nick likes the rubens um at the cousins i think it's the best sandwich the reuben or the cuban reuben and cuban those are my two reuben and, hey we're just reuben and cuban <laughs> reuben and cuban Hey, welcome to the Trailer Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Ruben, joined here by Cuban. It's the Ruben and Cuban show. Yes, I'm Mark Cuban, and I welcome to Shark Tank, the podcast. I own the Dallas Mavericks. (laughs) Is that who he owns? Did I get that right? I don't know. I don't even know if he was on Shark Tank. (laughs) (laughs) We're just making up stuff about Mark Cuban. Welcome to the Mark Cuban speculation podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. So. Uh, so my name's Ben, uh, also known as uh, Ruben. I'm Cuban Nick. Yeah, Mark Cuban Nick. Yeah. Uh, this is a. What is this podcast about, really? Really. Uh, originally movie trailers. Now it's like a third movie trailers, and then the rest of it's just like garbage, just a waste of time. Sometimes, but you know that works. <laughs> You're, we're so laid back. That Nick will just go with it. Is it garbage? I mean, yeah, you know, hey, it man. is what it is. I've always, I've always been a kind of a Bill Murray character, so yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm just here to have a good time. You know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna upset my chill. You know what I'm saying? Um, I could get you talking about customers that are mean to you, and that'll upset your chill. Listen, man, I want to tell you something. I do these real estate deals, you know, people are thinking about buying a house and they want me to come check it out, right? Uh, so I helped this lady out. Um, it's her her kid is buying this house with her um, fiance or husband or whatever, young kids, and I help them out with this house. I, you know, I talk on the phone with them a bunch. I redo the estimate, change the language so the lender likes it, all this kind of stuff. And, uh, and they're like, okay, we're going to... Got once we get the house, you know, get the loan through and everything. We're gonna call you and we're gonna get this, gonna get the work done. So you know, I hadn't made a dime, right? They get they buy the house. Guess what? Guess who ghosts old Benny? Uh, it was them, wasn't it? It was them. They ghosted me. They used me, and um, that wasn't easy to get over. <laughs> uh, good. Uh, so I told you I could I could damage your calm. No, I'm not going to let that... Fa- it's Friday night, man. We're, we're recording on Friday night like we normally do. 
and I'm not working tomorrow. Nobody. I'm going to Cars and Coffee in the morning. It's actually called Magic City Octane, but it's basically Cars and Coffee. I'm going with this, with my new Starion. Okay. Do we do? Did we talk about my Starion? No. I got a Starion. I got a Mitsubishi Starion. You did. I got a 1987 Mitsubishi Starion. When did you get that? It got shipped to me last Saturday. I've had it a week. Hmm. Interesting that I wasn't uh, informed of this. Podcast over. <laughs> I've, I'm keeping it a secret for, for now. Well, now it's on a podcast, so. Well, yeah, so 60 of you know that I have a Mitsubishi Starion <laughs> <Yeah>, now. 65. <laughs> thank you very much. 65, thank you very much. Um, it, it's a 1987. It's got 18,000 miles on it. It's one of my dream cars. I can't believe I own it. Uh, I'll just go ahead and tell you, um, I have waited 22 years to have a cool car. My, now, granted, my 1980, 1989 Mitsubishi, geez, my 1989 BMW 325i, the E30 that I had in college, that was a cool car. Okay. I miss it every day. I know we've talked about this. I love that car, but like this car, I've waited a long time to have this car, a two door coupe. A cool car with flip-up headlights, straight lines. It's it's incredible. I and people say like, how did you get this? How did you find this? Um, I, I searched for six years. I had alerts on my email. I had alerts on my phone. Uh, all these different websites. I've been searching for six years. I've been on Facebook Marketplace almost every single day for six years. Okay, this didn't just happen. This didn't just fall in my lap. I made this happen. Okay, I, I took a I took a loan out. I couldn't afford this. I took a loan out to do this. Uh, I don't ever do that. I've never taken a loan out for just something that I wanted. I've never done that. But I did it. Yeah. And when, when I drove it for the first time on Saturday night, I cried three times. Flip-up headlights are really cool. That, I, can't, I can't describe to you the feeling of looking across that hood with the flip-up and the flip-up headlights come up and you're driving, listening to like Synthwave. And 80s city Japanese city pop, like it, it was it was better than I had imagined it to be. I want to do that and listen to the drive soundtrack, so you know, like a real human being and like night call and stuff. Yeah, uh, yep. If you when you come down here, we'll we'll go night cruising. Yes, yes. I got to uh, our, our our mutual friend Adam Ellis. He's got that that cool car. I've, I'm not a car guy, so I don't know. I don't remember what it is. Like a Hellcat, I think. Mm-hmm. Dodge yeah. Hellcat. Yep. And uh, he was so, driving yeah. me around in that thing, and he's like, "You want to see how fast it goes?" And I was like, <laughs> uh, "And then he just all of a sudden hits the hits the gas, and it literally sucks you up against the back of oh, the yeah. car." Oh yeah. man, that's a cool car, man. Does Grace still drive that Mini? Um, I think so. I know it had some engine issues this sum this past summer so i don't know if she got it fixed up or what because i i know that was going to be expensive i think she got it fixed up i like that car that she got yeah she picked us up from the airport in that thing oh did she nice i remember she got it cool call i love cars um if you're a car person man oh i I made an instagram account if you want to follow me i've only i've only got one photo on there but it's cool it's so the the name of the account is fist of the south starion so I was like Fist of the North Star, but Fist of the South Star, Ian. I'm going to follow you. You should follow me. Uh, I'm just, basically, it's going to be an account of, uh, it's like a uh, when you have an account for your kid, and it's like, the adventures of my son, Donnie, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. It's, it, this is the adventures of my son, which is my car, the Star, Ian. That car is awesome. 
I didn't know what it looked like because I don't know what cars are. Yeah. But it looks almost like a DeLorean. It, yeah. And that's what my mom was like. She's like, is this a DeLorean? It's like, no, it's a Starion. Um, the interior is perfect on it. Like, I detailed it uh, the other day, and it looks like it was. It came off the showroom floor. It's not perfect. I got to get, you know, I got to get some, like, dings taken out of it. You know, I got to get the rims, I got to get the rims, uh, ref, you know, redone, like, refinished or repaired or whatever. And I think it needs a new exhaust, which I was going to get new exhaust for it anyway. But I'm going to keep it stock as much as possible. I'm not going to... Yeah, this is this is it's considered a historic motor vehicle. It's thirty five years old. That's pretty rad. It's, it's so rad. I, so I'm I am like the perfect. I'm the second owner, by the way, and I'm the perfect person to own this car because I'm going to take immaculate care of it and basically restore it to its former glory. And I'm going to put underglow on it. Haters can hate. I'm from I'm from the nineties. I'm putting underglow on it. Screw screw everybody that hates that. I like it as you should because it's cool. Okay. It's yeah, going to be pink and teal. You say, well, what, what are you going to do? It's going to be pink and teal. Yeah, that's the color yeah, it should it's be. It's from the 80s. So anyway, that's uh, that happened this week. Um, I hadn't done been watching much of anything, though, so maybe we should talk about what we had done, had watched, or rather what you had done watched. What we done had watched this past week. Yeah, I've watched some things this week. First... The uh, Mystery Science Theater Season 13 Kickstarter that I did last year was successful. And so uh, Season 13 premiered this past week, and they did like a live stream premiere. And I watched that on an app that they have called the Gizmoplex, where like they store all of your Mystery Science Theater content mm. and stuff. So that was great. It was a, it was a luchador Dracula movie. <laughs> it was... It was called Santo and the Treasure of Dracula. And so, like, there were scenes where, like, this luchador was walking around with, like, a lab coat and, like, just talking about, like, time travel. It was the most wild out there movie. And then, like, they did, like, a Jerry Lewis impression and they quoted Strong Bad. And it's just, it's it's basically my entire personalities from Mystery Science Theater. That's great. Uh, and then I started watching Peacemaker, and I am six episodes into it right yeah. now. Yeah, does it get better after the first episode, um, like they say? Oh, it's so good. Uh, I I did I liked the first episode. I didn't think it was the greatest thing ever, but I thought it was fine. And then, but it just I feel like it keeps getting funnier. I don't know why John Cena is so funny. He's really funny, but also like I don't know, Jennifer Holland is just really hot. She is. I will say. <laughs> She is very attractive. And also uh, the best opening credits of any show in the history of time. So I, I actually, I, I think the opening credits are fine. I, I am not as crazy as everybody else is about it. I think it's great. I like that kind of thing. I know that there are people at cons are doing flash mob dances of it. Well, that's, people at cons do annoying things. Like, people at cons who cosplay Deadpool are annoying, but I still like the Deadpool movies. This is true. You are correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm enjoying Peacemaker. I'm almost done with it. And then uh, last night, I saw The Batman in theaters. I'm glad you're dead. I'm glad you're dead. Uh, The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson, is excellent. Not too too long. Everybody's saying it's too long. Is it too long? No. Here's the thing. I think movies should be longer. I get angry if a movie is under two hours. Did you get did you get angry at Jurassic Park 3 though? I don't really care for Jurassic Park sequels in general. So, 
I I would I sometimes an action movie like a tight action movie can be like an hour and a half and that's fine, but if it's not just an action movie, I want it to be longer. So I want a long movie. I like the Lord of the Rings movies are long and it's immersive that way. So if I'm watching this movie and it's it's less than even less than it was. I feel like I wouldn't have been as into the world as I was because I by the end of it I felt like Gotham was real and that I was in it. You know, it's a very immersive movie. Uh, so I think people complaining about how long it is are wrong. I just it's not too long. You, if you're gonna see a movie, just plan out the time so you have the time to watch it. Like, what are you talking about? You'll watch people will. Here's okay. People will binge watch an entire Netflix season of, of 10 episodes in one day, and then they're going to say a three-hour Batman movie is too long. Watch it in sections. Shut up, people. Yeah, you got a point. Yeah, that is. I haven't thought about it like that, and you absolutely have a point. Absolutely. So it's, yeah, it was three hours. It was If it was a series, it would be 10 hours. So, yeah, everybody calm down about the three-hour runtime babies. But anyway. That's a good, that's a good perspective. I'm going to start using that. I want to talk about Robert Pattinson. He played this Batman like a cross between Rorschach from Watchmen and Clint Eastwood from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Oh, shoot. That sounds great. Was There's like, I say Rorschach because he's narrating parts of it uh, because he keeps a diary. So there's narration. Okay. He's also kind of like scary. How he, like because he's he, this Batman this version of Batman right now at this timeline in his life is fueled completely by rage, so he's like a scary bat. He's he's a no kill Batman, so he's not like a stupid Zack Snyder Batman. He won't kill, but he's in, he's angry the whole time. Is he a bone breaking Batman? Yeah, he's like Arkham Asylum. Yeah, where yeah. He's got these big huge arms like these things on his arms, the gauntlets, and he just yeah. like wails on dudes. Yeah. And he comes at them slow like a slasher killer, you know? Like in a like a horror movie villain. Like he just walks <laughs> at people and they're like freaking out. Like it's he's so cool. And he's Batman almost the entire movie. He's almost never Bruce Wayne. And when he is Bruce Wayne, he treats it like it's a disguise. Like it like Bruce Wayne isn't real to him. Like he's Batman. And like Bruce Wayne is like a jacket that he wears to tail people. It's so cool. He just like is so imposing. The collar. Th- that's my favorite part of the suit is the collar on this suit. How do you feel about the collar? The whole suit looks awesome. The collar's great. Uh, the mask has the Arkham Asylum real pointy ears that I like. Mm. Uh, I like the giant, whatever that thing is on his arm. He's got like these big things like brace bracers on his arms. Yeah. Uh, do we see his parents die for the millionth time? No. Thank God. Yeah, this is year two. He's been Batman for a year already. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jeffrey Wright's a great commissioner, or he's he's Detective Gordon. He's not a commissioner yet. When is Jeffrey Wright not great? That's yeah, he's the great. Um, Zoe Kravitz, obviously, like when she first appeared on screen, like it's jaw dropping. <laughs> that I keep seeing the picture of her in that white tank top. Like I gotta stop seeing this picture. Yeah, she comes around the corner in that, and it's like, good lord. <laughs> but she's great. She's, uh, she, 
they gotta keep making these movies, and she's gotta be in all of them. Aren't they? Aren't they making more of these movies? Yeah, they greenlit a, a second one. Okay. Okay. Paul Dano as the Riddler is is terrifying. He's like the. Did, did you ever see David Fincher's Zodiac? Uh, I've only seen parts of it. This is like if Batman went to fight the Zodiac. It's awesome. Yeah, he was, he was really scary. The Riddler was really scary. Colin Farrell was so good as the Penguin that I forgot it was Colin Farrell for a while. And I, I caught myself being like, who's playing? And then I was like, you idiot, it's Colin Farrell in prosthetics. But he's so good at it. Like He doesn't sound like Colin Farrell at all. Man, it was so good. It was just really good. Oh, and, and, and the Batmobile. I've never cared about a Batmobile really before. It was to me is like a Batmobile, okay. And like in the in the Nolan ones, like the tumblers like a tank, like okay. Michael Keaton's is kinda cool, but it's also kinda goofy. This Batmobile is so cool that I took like I sat up in my seat when it the, when they first introduce it. Because the way that they first introduce it is like almost scary, like monstrous. It's so cool. Okay. It was the coolest Batmobile by far. Let's rank the bat let's rank the Batmobiles. I'm going to start from the bottom. All right, 1960s Batmobile, the one from the show. Yeah. That's the weakest. Zack Snyder verse one, don't care. I don't even know what that one looks like. Then the one from Batman and Robin. Then the one from Batman Forever. I'm going from the bottom up, okay? Yeah. Uh, then the the Tumblr. Then the 1989 version. And then number one is uh, Animated Series. The Animated Series one is pretty close to the 1989 one it is close yeah yeah it's a, it's a little more um art nouveau yeah yeah it's not art nouveau it's art deco yeah the animated series is great this 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 batmobile is the coolest batmobile to me just because of the sound it makes it's like the bombs that the slave one has only but car noises <gasps> are you that's uh okay now yeah. that's some serious talk that's that's a very serious talk that engine that engine noise. Well, I'm gonna add that to the ranking when after I see it. So maybe on the next podcast I can put that in the ranking. Yeah, it's great. It's just it's so immersive the movie because it is long. If you can't handle long movies, I don't know how to help you. But uh, it was really really good. Uh, hey folks, write into us and rank the Batmobiles. Maybe that'll be the questions time. Can that be the questions times? Yeah, yeah. The questions times this week is rank the Batmobiles. I'll have and to find I, some pictures of the Batmobiles to put in there. Yeah, put it on Instagram. Uh, and yeah, respond to us on Instagram. That way we can all see it. And tag me. Or maybe we'll just we'll make it easy and we'll say, what's your favorite Batmobile? Okay, yeah. If you want to rank them, rank them, but definitely give us your favorite. And then tag me when you answer because I don't want to miss these answers. I want to read them. Okay, yeah. It's we'll uh, Captain Amazing, Captain A H Amazing on Instagram. Tag me. I'll tag you in the post so that. Well, can, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Uh, all right, cool. So that's what we done had watched. Uh, even though, oh, I guess I did watch. I, I basically watched YouTube. I watched Donut Media. I love Donut Media. Um, it's just car stuff, and they're just young, funny guys. Kevin um, watches that too. They have they have good content. I you know I'm not like a normal like YouTube watcher, but I, I they're very entertaining. Donut Media. Uh, all right, so let's talk about some new news. We got a lot of new news. This is the Dumb Dudes News Network. Yeah, you may notice we talked a long time about what we watched, and we're going to talk a long time about news. That's because there was only six trailers worth talking about this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yep. Um, all right. So first off, we've got a Twisted Metal series on Peacock coming. Yeah. So Twisted Metal, the PlayStation One game that I always played, Dark Side of the Semi, is going to be coming to Peacock, and they're making a live action series of Twisted Metal. Is is that the one that you played the most? The one on PS One? Yeah, it was the first one, and I always played Dark Side. Okay. I see. Twisted Metal Black for PS Two was the one that I played the most. Everyone was always obsessed with Sweet Tooth, and he was like the main character of the game, like their all their advertising. But I thought he was the worst. I didn't. I didn't ever really use him. I a little bit, not much though. He was just a dumb clown. Who is one of the characters? Um, there's a famous actor in this. Well, Anthony Mackie was attached at some point, but I don't know if that's still happening. Is it was Will Arnett attached to this? I want to say Will Arnett was attached to this. Oh, Will Arnett is voicing Sweet Tooth. Okay, that's yeah. I thought I had that right. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in this. I mean, it's car related, so it, you know it could be fun. I mean, I like that game. Yeah. Uh, I'm okay with more video game content. Just make it better than um, Prince of Persia. You know, the movie that I famously watched without sound on a boat. <laughs> yes, indeed. Next piece of news here: Willem Dafoe might be Nosferatu, and there's a new Nosferatu movie. Yeah, this is coming from Robert Eggers, who directed The Lighthouse and The Vich, and the forthcoming uh, Viking movie. Um, Willem Dafoe has actually played Nosferatu before. Right. In Shadow of the Vampire. 2001, was it? Is it yeah. 2001? He, he played Max Schreck, the guy who, who played Count Orlok in the original Nosferatu movie from 1929. Only the premise of Shadow of the Vampire was that he was a, that actor Max Schreck was a real vampire, since no one really knows anything about him apart from the movie that he's in. And <laughs> Jess and I always reference Shadow of the Vampire because there's this one scene where Willem Dafoe like turns and goes up the stairs, but it's so exaggerated and funny looking. So if we like, we'll go into a different room suddenly. We'll do the the Max Schreck <laughs> turn and go. <laughs> uh, so Willem Dafoe might be Nosferatu in this new movie, which is hilarious, just because yeah, he kind of looks like like Count Orlok from the original yeah. Nosferatu. Yeah, and then already in this movie is Chess Girl. Oh yeah, Anya Taylor Joy's she's in yeah. all of Robert Eggers' stuff except for The Lighthouse because that's only Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. They're the only two actors in that movie. Yeah, there might be like a couple guys like at the beginning and end of it, but. The whole movie is just those two guys on the island. Uh, next piece of news, Blade. This is more like a rumor, but Blade might make his debut on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, so they're making a Halloween special of Werewolf by Night uh, for next year for Halloween. And everyone's sort of thinking he might be in there. However, Werewolf by Night is a Moon Knight villain. So I'm, I would guess that if anyone else is going to be in it it would probably be moon knight unless blade tries to recruit moon knight at the end of moon knight like he did with black knight what if it turned out to be a wendigo movie well uh that would be pretty sweet wendigo is is a cool x-man character we don't have the x-men wendigo isn't a mutant so they could introduce him at any time yeah yeah they just need to figure out a way of Bringing, and I think they're going to do it with the multiverse since Professor X is in Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. So we'll have mutants uh, in May. Mutants in May. Mutants in May. Florence Pugh is going to be Princess Irulan? Yeah. So Florence Pugh, uh, beloved uh, Yelena Belova of Black Widow and uh, 
very famous actress, <laughs> is going to be <laughs> Princess Irulan in Dune Part 2. I love this. I love her, and I will watch her in anything, so I'm here for it. I think one of the most important parts of casting Irulan is someone who has a strong voice, and so they nailed it. Like Her voice is very commanding. Yeah. Because Irland has to write the histories, so she'll probably be doing a bunch of narration, you know? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, because in the books, she, I mean, she does all that at, like, the beginning of each chapter, you know? She, like, narrates all that stuff. Yeah, it'll be, like, from the Padishah Emperor and the histories by Princess Irland. So that this is great news. Um, God, I'm so, I'm so happy they're doing more at Dune. I'm so happy. Oh, also, uh, this isn't on the list here, but they did confirm that they're still working on the, the Sisterhood amazon or hbo series hbo the, yeah yeah the benny jesuit series so they the guy the writer for that said he's like i can't say anything about it yet but we are working on it actively so that okay. is still happening hopefully that'll be good no, they're a very interesting bunch so yeah. i'm interested last piece of news here there is a predator prequel coming yeah, we mentioned this briefly at the Disney Investor Day last year where they had a little poster for it. And uh, it was Amber Midthunder from Legion is going to be a Native American uh, versus the Predator in 1719. And that's the coolest Predator idea since the first Predator. I agree. Um, we all know that there's not enough Native Americans in movies and shows. And so this is a a ha, some some strong old old timey Native American warriors uh, in the woods hunting with the predator. I'm in. Yeah, it's awesome. And Amber Midthunder too. Like of all the people, she's so cool. Have I seen her in anything? I don't think so. I just know her from Legion, and she was in she was in that stupid Liam or not Liam Neeson. Was it Liam Neeson? Yeah, it was Liam Neeson. Some Liam Neeson snow movie. We made fun of it pretty bad, but then she was in it. Is it that Ice Road Truckers movie? Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, she was in that. But yeah, she was in Legion. She was uh, Carrie in Legion. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to keep my eye on this one. Um, hopefully it'll go over better than The Predator, which I didn't see, but it was panned, I believe. I didn't want to see that. I, Shane Black directed that movie. And Shane Black is a person who I believe is a great director when it's original material and a terrible director when it is uh franchise material because he directed mm. iron man 3 which is the only marvel movie that i don't like <sighs> i don't like the incredible hulk either i guess but iron man 3 is just the wrong it didn't feel right and it's it felt like shane black but where he did the movie the the good guys with russell crowe and ryan gosling and that movie's great the good guys yeah i don't remember that it's Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling, and it takes place in, like, the 70s. And uh, they're, like, private eyes. It's really, really weird movie, but it's really good. Interesting. Cool. The, actually, the plot is so dense in The Good Guys that I had to read the Wikipedia of it after I watched it to make sure I understood it right. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, all right, folks. Well, that does it for all the new news. And uh, that brings us to the new new. New, new, new. New, new. New, new. Trailers, folks. We have an Adele Seeks. An Adele Half Dezine. Yeah, yeah. I was like, there has to be a way to work Half Dezine in there. An Adele Half Dezine. And starting off, we're going to start off with a very strong, very desired trailer. Folks, we finally got a trailer for Obi-Wan Kenobi. 
Hello there. General Kenobi. All right. So this is the the GOAT. This is the greatest of all time. This is the most anticipated thing of this year for for me. Is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, I want to actually pull up this trailer because there's some stuff I want to talk about. There is there's something I want to talk about. So first of all, it starts out with Duel of the Fates. Yep. The song. The greatest music of all Star Wars. <laughs> it is so iconic, so classic, and it it takes you right back. It's like it's like, hey, let's start the trailer off by transporting you back in time. And then it cuts to him talking talking to someone and he says that the fight is over and that they lost. So I wonder I'm gonna guess that like Someone has found, like, maybe a Jedi found him because, you know, they were spread, there was survivors all over the place and he left that message in the Jedi temple uh, for them not to go, he put out that beacon for them not to go back to the temple. So I wonder if someone found him. And then we see him riding his uh, EOP camel thingy in the desert. It's not a a camel. I yelled at my cousin as a joke for calling it a camel the other day. (laughs) It's not, it's an EOP. And then he's like watching Luke be like a dorky little kid pretending he's flying a, a spaceship. Wait, wait, we skipped over a part. We skipped over the first part where he's he's cutting up the giant log of spam in the market. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's I thought that was a rock. He's like cutting up something. He's cutting something in the marketplace. I, I I'm pretty sure it was an extra long loaf of spam, like a 6-foot brick of spam. Maybe he was going to make some ramen with spam in it cuz that's like the best. It is good. We are definitely fans of Spam here. Yeah, fried Spam spam is great. I love fried Spam. So he's cutting up some fried Spam for some ramen. And then he's watching Luke play. And, like, Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru's house is there. And they got Joel Edgerton back from Revenge of the Sith to play Owen again. And he just is the best possible person to play that guy. He must be a vampire. He doesn't look like he's aged at all to me. No, he looks exactly the same. He just looks like Uncle Owen. How is it possible? And then after that, we cut to uh, a Sith Inquisitor ship flying to some sort of Sith Inquisition headquarters or possibly Vader's castle on Mustafar. Uh, but the Sith Inquisition, if if people don't know what, who these guys are in this trailer that has the red lightsabers, the Sith Inquisition are former Jedi who... Uh, after the fall of the Jedi were turned to the Sith, but they're not full Sith. They're not, uh, they're like force sensitive and they use lightsabers, but they aren't considered Sith because there can only be two at a time. So these are just inquisitors. So they're like in line to be apprentices, but they aren't apprentices. You know, are they are they not like Jedi Knights? Like there's only the Sith are the Jedi masters, but there's Jedi Knights too. Yeah. These are just like underlings of the sith they're they're force sensitive they have lightsabers they're not part of the religion and they haven't been formally taken on as apprentices to master the force or anything are Um, they force users or just force sensitive they're force use they're force users in some cases they're not very strong force users uh the the grand inquisitor inquisitor is in here he's he's the guy with the lines on his head and and the little symbols on his head he's a character in in star wars rebels voiced by jason isaacs who is uh lucius malfoy in harry potter but in this he's played by rupert friend uh the design of this character is a little weird to me he doesn't look right to me um 
in Rebels, he's got a really narrow head. And I, before people start being like, well, in the animation, it looks different because if you translate the animation, it's not going to look the same, especially for stylized animation. To to you people, before you say that to me, I will point out that this species of this character is Powen, and there's Powens in the prequel movies, and they look like the characters on Rebels. They could have uh, they could have made them look a little more like like the Powens do in the prequels that we saw already, the species that has already been established. Although uh, my friend Will Morgan uh, worked on these costumes though, so that's pretty cool. He made my that's cool. He made my Star Lord helmet. Nice. After the Inquisitors are talking, and they're like Jedi hunters, basically, so they're trying to like find anyone who survived Order 66. Then we see them uh, on Tatooine, like interrogating people in town, and Uncle Owen is there, and they're sort of like threatening him. And then we cut over to a new planet that looks like Hong Kong. You know, it's like neon awesome. It looks like Blade Runner. Yeah, it's like a cyberpunk town. Indira Varma shows up in an Imperial uniform. We got Obi-Wan sneaking off world to this planet. So I think in order to... I think the Inquisition is going to go to Tatooine and Obi-Wan's going to need to draw them away because he's trying to protect Luke. So he goes off to this world. And then uh, the Inquisitors are after him. And, And the Inquisitors all have cool names. Like they're all... There's the Grand Inquisitor, and then there's, like, the third sister, the fourth sister, the seventh brother, and their names are all like that. Like, they don't have names. They're just the number of and sister and brother. Yeah. So they're cool. Uh, the fifth brother is the one with the hat. My friend made his hat. And then we see there's, like, graffiti that this uh, Inquisitor's following. I don't know if that's some sort of Jedi hobo code or something like that. Jedi hobo codes. And uh, Obi-Wan basically is a Jedi hobo. So. Yeah, that is true. And that then is it, true. it closes out with Vader's breath. So we're going to get some, some Darth Vader in there. I have a prediction. I would like to hear it. I think that Obi-Wan is going to go to Alderaan to check on Leia. I think you're right. I think he will. And and they would definitely bring back like Jimmy Smiths to play Bail Organa. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to see 10-year-old Leia. She's probably like still a spitfire as a little kid. Yeah, I'm sure she is. Yeah. So that's that's the best trailer. Uh, so that's why we spent so much time on that one. Yep. Uh, can't wait. Um, can't wait to see that that sweet sweet spam loaf being cut up. May twenty fifth. May twenty fifth. Hello there. Let's go. Hello there, General Kenobi. Okay. So the next trailer we have here is the bubble. This is a red band trailer. Is this something coming out on Netflix? Yeah. This is a, a Judd Apatow Netflix movie that is is made about. It's a group of actors and actresses stuck inside a pandemic bubble at a hotel attempts to complete a film. So they're trying to make this action movie, but it's like COVID, so everything is green screen and uh, they can't like be in the room with each other and stuff. So it's kind of like about how hard it was to make movies uh, over the last couple of years. But the cast is really good. Karen Gillan's in it. Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Pedro Pascal, Kate McKinnon, Leslie Mann, David Duchovny. Keegan-Michael Key, Fred Armisen, Rob Delaney, Peter Serafinowicz, just everyone everyone in it's pretty good. There's a Benedict Cumberpatch deke fake, that, that gag that really got me good. Yeah, that was very good. Uh, I was surprised to see David Duchovny in there. Yeah, where did he come from? He's not like in other Iris, or, um, I was reading Iris Apatow's name, I was going to say. He's not in other Judd Apatow uh, movies. 
Yeah, I don't feel like he's been in a... I don't know if Californication was uh, a comedy, but uh, Evolution was a comedy. I don't know that he's been in a comedy since Evolution. Yeah, he was in Zoolander. Was that before or after Evolution? Oh, now that's a tough question. That's like a Trivial Pursuit tough one. I think Zoolander was 2004, and I think Evolution was 2003 or 2002. But it might have been 2005. Oh, I, I don't think Evolution was that late. I seriously don't think it was that late. Okay, Evolution was 2001, and Zoolander was uh, 2001. So it was the same year. <laughs> oh, okay. The year of David Duchovny. So he was funny in 2001. Yeah, well, here he is again. This uh, list looks pretty funny, I think. I think so, and being on Netflix, I'll check it out at least. Uh, next trailer we got here is The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. This is trailer two. It's a red band trailer. Man, I hardcore want to. I'm going to go to the theater to see this. Well, thanks, Ben. Oh, that really means a lot <laughs> that you'd go out there and, and go to the theater to see my new movie. Huh. That's great. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, man. This looks just wild and self-aware and fun. And I I just, I really want to see this. Yes, man. It's very self-aware in that I play myself. And I am aware of that fact. <laughs> There's a part in it where I, I offer to pay $20,000 for a bad wax statue of myself. And if that ain't self-awareness, I don't know what is. <laughs> it really is. There's a joke in there about... Um, why did the guy that seen face off in Con Air, man, that got me pretty good. Yeah, the the other woman had only seen the Croods too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this is good. So I think if you know a lot about Nick Cage, this is going to be a blast. Yeah, and I I I feel like I know the perfect amount of about Nick Cage for me to really enjoy this movie. So I'm really looking forward to this. Oh, thanks, Nick. That means a lot. Hey, I never realized we had the same name. That's pretty cool. Ha. <laughs> All right, thanks, Nick Cage. We'll see you later. Uh, where does he live? Down in your basement? He's in the basement, yeah. When is this coming out? Uh, April 22nd. That's right, that's yeah. right. Coming okay. up coming up here. Looking, looking fire word to it. Uh, next trailer we have here is uh, another Red Band trailer. It's Red Band Trailer Week. It um, is, yeah. It's a, a Red Band trailer for something called Outer Range with uh, Thanos in it. Yeah, so I read the description of this before I watched it and said, A rancher fighting for his land and family who discovers an unfathomable mystery at the edge of Wyoming's wilderness. So, like, I thought this was going to be like a Wild West movie, but it's modern times. And then there's some sort of, like, weird sci-fi element to it, it looks like, because there's this weird big hole in the ground. What's the Kevin Costner show? Uh, Yellowstone. This is, um... Or Stranger it, Yellow. This is Stranger Yellowstone things. It's either Yellowstone or like eighteen eighty three or something. Well, eighteen eighty three is a spinoff, but this is this this movie, this Outer Range movie, is like Yellowstone, Stranger Things. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, Josh Brolin's great. I don't know if this. I would have to be told this is good before checking it out. Yeah, I think so too. It's it's. I I, I had trouble making sense of it from the trail. I was like, what now? What is this about? Yeah, I didn't I mean, understand. I, see, I, uh, I, yeah. I didn't even know there was a supernatural element until I just read the description just now. Yeah, it's it's not a, it's not a well cut trailer. I'd say. Yeah. Not not great. Not not, not the best. Not the best. Um, so it, we are going to reserve judgment until we see like this is kind of teasery so like an, maybe an actual trailer yeah yeah we'll reserve uh, some judgment on it it's on my radar but it's not at the top of my radar yeah uh next we have a trailer for moonshot yes moonshot is 
Basically, a woman goes after her boyfriend who has moved to Mars. This is an HBO Max original. Uh, it's a rom-com, but I, I give it points for going to space. And that's the only points it gets. This, this There's really a missed opportunity here because this is like two young people going to Mars in love or whatever, but it, it should be called The Fault in Our Mars. <laughs> oh... <laughs> Did you just come up with that now? <laughs> no, I read it down. I, I came up right when I watched it, but I put it on the timeline. <laughs> oh, that's the episode <laughs> title. The Fault in Our Mars. That is a good joke. Uh, my hat's off to you, sir. The, yeah, this is... Was this... Was that... Was Jughead from Riverdale in The Fault in Our Stars too? even? He might have been. The, hey, if it is... If that's the case, then we really got a connection here. We got some kind of a connection here. I don't know if he was, but that was a very good joke. I thought for sure you would have seen that in that timeline. No, I didn't see. I saw your. I didn't know you put two notes here, so I missed the whole middle one. I saw your uh, your next one here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So this is very much. It looks like it's very much um, targeted at like YA type of young people. Yeah. And this is absolutely predictable. I mean, you can just watch the trailer and predict this whole thing. But it works because all these young people that are into young adult fiction, they don't know all the tropes yet. They don't, you know, so it's not predictable for them because they haven't seen it a million times. Well, you, you know, me and you, uh, we've seen this kind of stuff a million times. Yeah, we know we exactly have. what's going to happen. But young people don't. I don't think tropes are necessarily a bad thing either. No, they're not. I mean, every story's already been told. Kurosawa t- t- taught us that. Yes. Like, you know, it's, everything's already been told. Tropes has like a negative connotation for some reason. Yeah. I just, I would like to remind people that it doesn't need to have a negative connotation. No. Mm-mm. Like every action movie is tropes and we all like, we, we all like our action movies. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I won't watch this. I won't watch The Fault in Our Mars. No, there's no, we're not meant to. No, it's not for us. The Fault in Our Mars. Great. A great <laughs> joke. <laughs> I'm glad you appreciate that. Uh, all right, the final trailer, the Adele half Dezinth trailer, is uh, Star. This is a very teasery, but it's Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. This is a prequel to Star Trek: The Original Series. The show will follow the crew of the USS Enterprise under Captain Christopher Pike, who was uh, Bruce Green in the J.J. Abrams Star Trek. Uh, yep. And this is on Paramount Plus. Yeah, Paramount Plus, which I have, but it, Paramount Plus doesn't have a PlayStation app, so I never remember that I have it because I only use mm. my PlayStation. Captain Pike is being played by Anson Mount in this, who played Black Bolt in the Very Bad and Human show, and he was on that show Hell on Wheels. Uh, I will say this: um, I have no idea. I mean, just because this is so teaser, I have no idea if this is going to be any good. I mean, the cin- cinematography looks fine, but if any of the writers or producers from the CBS, that CBS Plus or whatever their their you know whatever that Star Trek show was on CBS, is it CBS Plus? No, it's Paramount what? Plus. No, no. Oh, did they rename it? It was it used to be CBS All Access. That's right. Okay, if any of the writers or producers from that show are attached to this. I 100% will not watch this show. You're the only person I know that doesn't like Star Trek Discovery. So I I, I don't have an opinion of it because I haven't seen it. So I don't know. Uh, I do not like it at all. How come? It's kind of boring. There are pointless F-bombs in it. Um, and it's like 
they did it because they could, because it was on CBS All Access, and it was just like, and it was so stupid because it was like, can I even say this? And then one of the other characters was like, yes, you can say this. And I was like, I, you know what? I'm done. This is so stupid. You're putting this in here for no reason. It's like, it's like they, they, they it's like okay. The original Star Trek kind of pushed boundaries in TVs. You know, the first interracial kiss and blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, like it kind of did that. And it's like, it's, maybe they thought they could do that, but there's no, there's no boundaries to push anymore. And so it's just, it comes across as stupid. HBO did all the boundaries already. Yeah. Do you want to show some male genitalia now? Like, <laughs> in Star Trek? Like, this is not what it's for, okay? Like, supposed to go to space and like there was this tardigrade and i just didn't dig it um this giant tardigrade that they used for for light speed or or warp speed i'm just like guys this isn't this isn't working this isn't working i don't like what you're doing i don't like what you're doing with this i don't like it i liked uh star trek lower decks the best and star trek voyager voyager was my jam because jerry ryan is the love of my childhood and uh, so much so that one time I ran away from her in real life because I didn't want to embarrass myself in front of her. <laughs> yeah, I walked around a corner. I think I've told this story before, but I walked around a corner and Jerry Ryan, this was at a convention, Jerry Ryan, Lucy Lawless, and Trisha Helfer were standing in a circle talking to each other. So I like turned tail and ran. Like I ran away. <laughs> like a coward. Like, nope, not going to like, what if I had like tripped or something? Like not in front of them, not in front of those three. Uh, so yeah, I ran away. I ran away. Brave Sir Robin ran away. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but I like Star Trek Lower Decks. That's that's great. So, I'll, I I kind of want this to be good because I like sci-fi stuff, and there's just not enough of it that's yeah. good. So I'll check out maybe Strange New Worlds. Like it has Rebecca Romaine in it too. She's Mystique. Oh yeah. Hey, did you watch Picard? No, I want to though because Jerry Ryan. Jerry Ryan. Yeah, I got to check yeah. that out. I have Paramount Plus. It's just, like I said, I got to switch to the Xbox to use it so I don't ever think of it. Like, I never remember I have it. Yeah. I'll check it out. I'll check out. Maybe, maybe you'll remember one day. Maybe I will. Maybe you will. Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. Because so. I've never seen The Next Generation, so I don't know anything about Picard. I only know about Seven of Nine. Next Generation's classic. It's great. I've never seen... I've seen maybe probably less than one episode in my life of that one. I've only watched Voyager. I think I think you'd like Next Generation. Probably. I just never watched it. I only watched Voyager. Hmm. There's some there's some good ones in there. Uh, all right. Well, that does it for the new new trailers, folks. And uh, did, we didn't get any trailer mailers, did we? No, we played a game last week instead That's of right. the questions. That's right. So, so this week, if you want to write into us uh, to tell us your favorite Batmobile, and if you want to rank the Batmobiles, you can do it. And, and Nick's going to tell you how to get in touch. Yeah, you can follow us on Instagram at Trailer Blazers Podcast. Uh, you can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. If you want a notification when a new episode drops, you can follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers. Don't try and contact us there because I don't check the notifications and I never will. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That's still the best way for the show to gain traction. And if you do feel generous and, and rate and review us, Quick Mickey's going to tell you what happens. Yeah, folks, I'll say, if you leave a five-star rating, I'm going to tell you a story. And guess what? I'll just tell you a story anyway. One time I was, uh, had, met this little, this little girl, and the people said, well, she's super smart. And, and this girl had a little bit of an attitude, and she was like, and, and they were like, well, Quick Mickey's pretty smart, too. And, uh, and she said, oh, really? 
I said, well, I don't know. I mean, I, so I guess some people say that. And she said, well, what is the element on the periodic table that's under such and such? And I had just watched that movie, Evolution, with David Duchovny, and I knew it was selenium. And so I said, uh, well, it's selenium. And I was like, and I, I, and I told the girl, I said, look, I know that this makes you look smart, but did, you just watched the movie Evolution. And that's how you know this. And, and she could not believe that I had seen through her, seen through her ruse. I'd seen through it. And, it, and it's like nobody, nobody had made that connection, but Quick Mickey's the movie watcher. And uh, I'll take that as a, a fun memory in my mind that I cherish because I put a little kid in their place. And sometimes you got to put kids in their place. And that's a deal. Thank you, Quick Mickey. Effervescent, reticulated, resplendent, as always. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and Evolution is the second DVD that I ever purchased. Happy Trailsers. <laughs> and I'm Ben Woo Moon. <laughs> Happy Trailsers. Welcome back to the vid yo games one quarter portion of the show folks we this will be this won't even be a quarter portion this will be a real quick portion honestly yeah just a a little zoom portion a zoom portion uh we have some video game delay news yeah forespoken one of the two games that i currently want to play has been delayed to october 11th which is good for the devs so they don't get crunch yep uh and that's fine. I can wait that long because I still haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn, or uh, Horizon Forbidden West yet. Yeah. Um, and it takes me a long time to beat a game, so that works for me. But Forspoken delayed. Uh, the second bit of news here: Bungie appears to be working on a new third-person action game. This is based on job postings that they've been posting. Nothing else really known at this time about that. But if they make a third-person action game with controls that feel like Destiny or Halo, that would be right up my alley. So I would get into that. I would play that with you. Yeah, that would be great. So I hope they really do that. I would really like to do that. If they have a three-person fire team, me and you and Missy could team up. We could, and we could stomp baddies. I'm into it. Me too. Um, we the other video game delay that we have is uh, Advance Wars One and Two Reboot Camp on the Nintendo Switch, uh, delayed for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, they're delaying those. And even though they're cutesy and fun, just doesn't feel right, does it? No, no, not at not at the time. Sometimes you gotta read the room, which is what they're doing. They're reading the room. Wait, well, well done, Nintendo. Look, I want this to come out, but. I'm not going to... I mean, this you, This is the right call. Yeah. They read the room. They read the room. Um, the... I think that's all the news, but we do have a trailer. Who... How did you find this trailer? Uh, Steph sent it to me from the PlayStation Direct thing they had the other day. Uh, mm. She said this was the best of the trailers. Oh, okay. So, she sent it to me, and it's called Valkyrie Elysium, 
It's a Square Enix game, which usually means I'll play it, because most of the games I like are Square Enix games. And you're like a Valkyrie, and you're fighting different creatures, and it's it just looks pretty fun. Yeah, it's an action RPG. <clears throat> uh, I actually really dig the animation style and the art direction in this. Yep. Um, to me, the, the, the action in this and the, the fighting, uh, it's fast paced RPG. Um, it, to me, it looks more interesting than something like, uh, say Elden Ring. Yeah. I don't like that kind of game at all. No, I want to feel powerful in games. Yeah. Elden Ring, like if you're someone who's good at games and, and spends a lot of time playing video games, that's a great game for you. But for me, who is extremely casual video games i don't want to spend that much time fighting bosses yeah i'm i'm pretty decent at video games uh not as good as i once was i don't think but i'm decent uh but i i hate the idea of doing something for like two or three hours and then losing the progress that that sounds awful i why that's like why would i ever do that um no and like well people stakes are real stakes are high uh this is a leisure activity this is for fun. Uh, I'm not here to work. If anything feels like work in, in, in terms of a video game, and I'm talking about grinding, I'm talking about menial tasks, uh, I don't t- I'm not going to touch that. Why would I do this? I, I, don't, I don't get home from work to go back to work. No. Get out. Agreed. Go hug a cactus. So, yeah, this looks cool. Um, I, I want to play a demo of it. You know, I, I need to play some demos. Yeah, I'm interested in this. I'm going to keep my eyes on it, but who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Nobody knows, Nick. We don't know. Things that Not we me. These dumb dudes don't. I'll tell you that. That's right. All right, well, that, that just about does it for the Vigi Games uh, portion. I got nothing. It was a Zoom. It was a romp. It was a Zoom through. Yeah, it probably doesn't even need its own theme song. Probably not. All right, well, for the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I have been delayed until October 11th. Happy trailers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I was delayed. I came this way the day before yesterday. Happy trailers. To, to you people, before you say that to me, I will point out that this species of this character is Armageddon. And there's Armageddon in the prequel movies.